hi, and welcome to another episode of A Sip of Positivity. I'm your host, Leah Palmieri, and I'm so happy that you're listening today. This episode is going out on Thanksgiving week, so obviously there is just so much to be grateful for, but I'm gonna choose three things, maybe a bonus, but definitely three things today. Um, The first one is parks. I wanna give a shout out to parks. I don't know if they get a shout out enough, but I will just say that I would have lost my mind if it were not for parks this year to the ones that I have walked to, that I have walked through. I mean, it is where I have done the majority of my socializing this year. Um, I take pictures every time I'm at the park and sometimes I'm like, this is very basic, but I love seeing your pictures when you're at the park, whether it's of pretty leaves or statues or with friends um, or just a beautiful landscape. So please know I want to see them. So please post them and just shout out to parks because they have given me and all of us nature and beauty and a place to walk and run and see friends and chill out. And I love them. So shout out to you parks. (laughs) Um, The second thing which ties into this week's episode is boy bands. I don't know why it's taken me eight episodes to be thankful for boy bands, but I am very thankful for boy bands. And if you didn't already know that, nice to meet you. (laughs) I say this just because if you need a break from everything, I find that boy band music is one of the best escapes. Um, Whether it's a little bit nostalgic, whether it's just something that's hopeful, choose your favorite. I'm not going to judge, but most of you probably know my faves, which is in sync, number one. I'll give you a detailed list some other day, but uh, if it's been a minute for you, put on a boy band song because I promise you, you're going to feel better. So shout out to them because they are the best and we're going to get into some boy band conversation in a little bit. The third thing I'm grateful for is honestly everything this year, which I know sounds stupid, but truly everything. And that is family and friends and health and all of that good stuff. But specifically, I would like to just say as a reminder, tell your friends something about them because we don't often hear things about ourselves. You know, if you are having some time off this week and you can shoot your friends a text and say something that you love about them and a quality about them that you really appreciate. I feel like we don't always hear adjectives and nice things about ourselves. So tell somebody a thing about them that they might A, not know, B, need the reminder of, C, just like to hear. Um, So that is my recommendation slash grateful item, which is just tell people not only how you feel about them, but what you admire and you love about them. Because I think that that's, we could all use that nice reminder. I'm not saying this for you to tell me. I mean, I will take it. I'm saying this specifically because I've heard from friends who have said really nice things to me and it's made my day. And so I think, you know, it, it's a win-win. It will make you feel great to tell somebody how you feel. They will feel great knowing how you feel. So just tell somebody some of their best qualities. Like, hey, I love that you're so patient. Hey, I love that you're a great listener. Hey, I love that you're so passionate. Things like that. It's just nice to hear is all. And here's a bonus thing I'm grateful for. Um, Every single person that has listened to any part of this podcast, it kind of blows my mind. Uh, (laughs) It is honestly an honor to know that anyone is listening. I hope that this has brought you smiles or just a different perspective or somebody new to follow on social or just something to keep you company while you're doing chores, whatever it may be. I can't tell you how grateful I am for everyone that listens to this and enjoys it. That's just really nice. And thank you so much. I did want to say this too. I never do this, which is my bad, but while you're at it, 
if you could follow, rate, subscribe, do all of that stuff on iTunes and Spotify, that is super helpful and that would be lovely. Um, the other thing is if there are things that you want to hear more about, if there are guests that you want to hear, like I am totally open. Please feel free to DM me, reach out. Um, I'm pretty accessible on the internet, so holler at me if there's something that you would like to hear, things that you like from this, things that you don't like, let me know. I'm more than open to constructive feedback, so there's that. My guest this week is Brittany Spanos, who is one of my favorite writers on the internet. She has written incredible interviews and profiles and other pieces for Rolling Stone, and she's now hosting their 500 Best Albums podcast, which just dropped their episode with freaking Taylor Swift last week. So that's very cool. But above all, she is a boy band fan. This is somebody who I was like, yes, we get each other. We discuss One Direction and karaoke and music documentaries and the best time to write and how to write during these crazy ass times. Um, I loved hearing how Brittany is celebrating her wins and how she's rewarding herself. And there's one that I definitely didn't see coming, but honestly, I might try it. You never know. Um, so it was really great to connect with someone I've been such a fan of. So I hope that you enjoy hearing Brittany Spanos here on A Sip of Positivity. Hi, Brittany. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm so good. I'm so excited to talk to you about so many things today. Um, but we will start the way that I always do, which is what is something that you are grateful for today? Is it bad if it's really materialistic? I'm actually... <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. I did that um, Telfar, like the 24 hours that they had the, all the bags available without having to like be sold out and my bag arrived today. So I'm very <laughs> thankful for the bag. <laughs> oh I've been gosh. waiting for it since August. So I, it was a very thrilling morning it's like that and my like taylor swift folklore vinyl arrived this week so it's like a bunch of things i bought in august oh my gosh have finally come so uh, i'm gonna make you take a picture holding both of them up just yeah. so you know <laughs> <laughs> um no that's amazing and you know what the thing about it is i love for everyone to be like oh i'm grateful for my friends i'm grateful for my health like obviously duh I love a materialistic grateful thing because yeah, like, like my friends know I'm thankful for yeah. them. Like it's fine. Uh, this Telfar bag though, I've been waiting since August. So. Yes. <laughs> um, what was the unboxing like for you? Was it like it was were, quick? It yeah, took okay. like two seconds. I was just like, oh my god, it's here. I was like watching the like I had like the UPS page open yeah. for the last like three days. Like yeah. when will this come? So it got there yeah amazing well I'm so excited for you um like I check the mail multiple times a day too yeah. even when I'm not expecting anything and nothing's coming but I'm just like it's a thing to do so when something does come I'm like whoa this is a day so. um we have much to discuss but um I think I should start with the most important thing which is that your Rolling Stone bio says that your favorite genre of music is boy band and you are speaking my language so I was thinking about it, and I don't think I've really gotten into the topic of boy bands so much here yet on this podcast, which is very off-brand for me. So you have the distinct honor of being the first person who we will probably discuss this um, yeah. in depth. Um, but I guess, like, you know, just to get to know each other, which one is your favorite one? Um, I kind of split between NSYNC, who I have a very, like, nostalgic, deep, lifelong love for, like... I mean, that's, like, the band I grew up with, and, like, they are very special to me in that area, but also One Direction, sort of, like, being really important in the context of, like, my 20s and, like, my career. Like, they were the first band that I was, like, actively covering as a journalist, and 
I just also think I like their music a little bit better. Like, I think I just, like, enjoy them as, like, an artist entity, like, slightly more than NSYNC. But NSYNC, okay. it was really just, like, I was, like, really horny for Justin. And <laughs> they also, like, put on really great live shows. And the music is great, but, like, One Direction just, like, I think they've, they've been really defining for me. That's a perfect answer, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> if it was going to be Backstreet Boys, I'd have, you know, not adjusted the way that I think of you but it just (laughs) it would have you know shed a different light on things I did love Backstreet Boys first though that was like actually like the first I mean because they also came out a little bit earlier so I had heard their music before I'd gotten into NSYNC but Nick Carter was like my first celeb crush okay and then but like the minute I heard an NSYNC song which I think was tearing up my heart like I had that first album on cassette Justin was like it, like he was like, love my life. life. Yeah, Yeah. life has changed forever. Yes, fully right there with you on that. Um, I have spent this year listening to a lot of One Direction because, again, another off-brand thing for me is that like I was not, I just wasn't there. Like it wasn't, I wasn't on the train when I should have been. It's my biggest regret of life. I thought like, oh, I'm in my late twenties now. I'm too old for this, and so probably the. the gateway drug that is Harry Styles, I've this year discovered One Direction in 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, better late than never. <laughs> and I find that it was like a perfect time to do so because I sort of enjoy that I didn't have the like gossipness of stuff. Like I'm glad that I wasn't sort of in the moment of when it was happening. There was a lot yeah. that I missed, of course, but I like that I could just listen to the music this year and like, just let that be it. So yeah. that's sort of the journey that I've been on in 2020. <laughs> Yeah, I was definitely, like, it was one of those things where I had been in so many fandoms prior to One Direction, so, like, I got into them when I was around, like, 20, and it was, I, I missed X Factor, I wasn't, uh-huh. like, an OG fan, I wasn't someone who, like, was watching X Factor and, like, you know, paying attention to them, but I had, like, a, a kind of, because I was on Tumblr, like, I mm. vaguely knew that they existed, and so it took me a while to, like, like really listen to them and realize that they were like a thing that was happening and like also put together the fact that they were like the boys that I would see on Tumblr all the time because of how big they were growing there and also just like the music that was happening and so it was weird because I had like been I was like a Gleek so I was like on Glee Tumblr when I was a teenager and like I was a huge Jonas Brothers fan so like I was like deeply involved in that fandom in high school. So by the time One Direction had come about, I was like a little exhausted by like sure. the inner workings of online fandom. And so I, I like had kind of engaged in it, like in the in terms of like the memes and stuff like that. But like I mostly just stayed out of it. Like I was yeah. like, this is other people's business. Like <laughs> I can just like enjoy and go see them live and also like cover them from that perspective a little bit. But like I don't need a One Direction Twitter or a right. Tumblr. Like we are we're done. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, once I closed down my Glee Tumblr, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I can live my life. <laughs> you were free. You were fine. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you have done some really awesome work lately. I hope it feels that way to you too. Cause I know as a writer, like sometimes it just feels like going through the motions and like mm-hmm. daily stuff, but, um, you especially know, right now it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, th- and that's what I wanted to ask you about is that, you know, you wrote the cover story on the weekend, which I loved. Um, you know, you've talked to Stevie Nicks. I mean, you freaking interviewed Taylor Swift recently <laughs> for the Rolling Stone 500 best albums podcast. These are incredible things that I think in a normal time, 
you know, for me, I would be like, let's go out and celebrate. And you'd want to have drinks and stuff. How are you sort of celebrating these wins now? Um, you know, I feel like I, the friends that know that know I'm very grateful them that I did not mention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, it's been great to sort of like, there are people that, you know, I have like group chat that like knows everything that I'm doing constantly because I just like need a place to put it. And so I think they kind of help keep me excited about things because I think especially this year, like from March until I would say this summer, like I just found it so hard to work and found Mm -hmm. it so hard to like, you know, feel excited about anything and like was just like completely just like, what am I even doing? Like what even is, you know, even, even interviewing people I liked, like I was just like, I don't even care. Like I was just like, this is just like exhausting. Like I'm tired of, you know, like I just like want to see my family and my friends and like this is so heartbreaking and distressing and so I think like as as the pandemic has continued and like as life has just like become like this I think like any sort of happiness I'm like grasping onto and so whether it's like a purse that I've bought online or it's like the moments I get to see my best friends and like you know I'm lucky that we've been, like, able to, like, see each other more, so it's, like, when I get to see them, you know, we get to, like, talk about these things, and it's, like, oh, yeah, like, these are, like, big parts of my life, like, interviewing Taylor was, like, a long-time goal of mine, something I've always wanted to do, so they know that, and so they're kind of, like, able to, like, help me be, like, are you, like, excited, like, are you nervous, like, is this happening, like, you know, they're kind of able to, like, help me get out of, like, pandemic brain and, like, be, like, this is a thing that you've been literally nonstop talking about wanting to do for years and like you did it and that's really exciting and so yeah I think it's like really just like I'm really like thankful that I have friends who just like have been excited for me and like have helped kind of amp up the excitement when things feel a little like just like overwhelming yeah yeah how did you feel after the Taylor interview um I was really 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 excited (laughs) I was really like I was just like internally screaming the entire time like the day before my birthday this was like the first interview we did for the 500 albums podcast and she's like the first guest we booked and my birthday's august 1st was like literally like july 31st we did the interview on like a friday (laughs) i was like oh my god this is like the i I was also like in a lot of like birthday excitement and so i was just like i was like oh my god everything's happening at once like you know like it's like it's all like one big weekend and so um, everything's coming up Brittany yeah yeah I was like you know, I was like super I was like having like a park party with some of my friends yeah. and it was like the most people I was gonna see at once in a really it was long also time. the time where like things felt like they were kind of getting back to normal like it felt yeah. like things were like maybe okay like that specific time and then obviously not anymore yeah but, yeah so that was a good time. it was yeah. it was just like the first time where I felt safe like doing something outdoors with like yeah a group of uh, like 10 friends versus like one friend on Mm -hmm. you know in the park and everything so I was like I was like oh my god like I've like seen all my best friends and I get to celebrate my birthday with them and like I uh, interviewed Taylor about Red and album I love so it was like a very overwhelming weekend and very exciting but it was really cool and also just like the podcast itself has been so exciting so it definitely kind of like helped kick it off on like a really like big, strong, wonderful note. Yeah. 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 One of the other things I did have for you to not to um, break away from the wonderful stuff, but I've also had those days where it's like, I want something I'm writing to be really good. And I want to do a good job. Have you figured out a trick to like doing that? Like, is it just 
just start, just force yourself to do it? Like, how have you gotten yourself into the mind space of like, you know, working on something important to you, even when everything else feels like crap? Um, I, I think I just sort of have, to, it's a, a mixture of things. I think like early on, especially I, you know, I, it has felt more like getting back to like writing as normal lately, but that's also because like so much of my time now is the podcast, which is like so out of what I do mm -hmm. daily. And so when I do like write a feature now, it's kind of like a break from like learning how to podcast, like how to do that. So it's just like, it's like a different way of thinking, but Early on, I think I had to just be easy on myself, which I don't know, I guess is the way I think about a lot of like, especially when I'm working on like a big feature is like trying to find ways to like treat myself when I can and like not reward myself for like really small things, but like the act of getting through it and like mm -hmm. things like that of like, okay, like if I can finish this by this time, then I can like, you know, watch this movie that's on my list and that can be like the thing that I'm doing at the end of it and stuff like that. So it's like, like, I don't know, like, I treat myself like a small child where I'm like, here's like a treat <laughs> if you, like, do this thing. But also, like, giving myself breaks when I need it and not forcing myself to, like, write through brain fog and things like that. Yeah. I've always sort of handled big deadlines where I'm like, okay, like, I'm allowed to take this break. and <laughs> Like, I can take this break. And yeah. it's important to take the break because sometimes it clears my head, you know, like, walking away from something for, like... A couple of hours yeah. and just being like let me just like go do something else <laughs> and yep. then I'll like come back to it and maybe I'll have a new way of thinking and often it works like often like if I walk away for the two hours and I reread what I'm working on I'm like this is a whole new piece to me like this I, is like, genius yeah yeah like, this is like it makes <laughs> yeah. sense and like here are the parts that don't make sense and like I don't know I think that's just the taking breaks but also like having like sort of like an end reward that's right. not just the finished piece um, today via his Instagram, I learned that Barack Obama is a nighttime writer, which I'm not surprised, but I'm a morning writer. So which, do you have a time where you operate best? Um, I used to be a, a nighttime writer. I don't really have a best time anymore, surprisingly, okay. the more that I think about it. For too long, I was like a, um, and I, this was definitely because of college and starting to freelance while I was in college. And so literally the only time I had to write was like at night, mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. especially I was like covering so many concerts. So I was like up until, you know, two, three in the morning writing and mm -hmm. like every day. And so I would, it was a lot of like unhealthy scheduling things sure. that made me a nighttime writer. And that crossed over to like, after I graduated and I started working for Rolling Stone and like suddenly I just like could only write at night. Like I was just like yeah. working on other things during the day and like, you know, because when I first started, I was more of, like, an editorial assistant role, so I would, like, do st all that stuff during the day, and then I, like, couldn't write any. Like, I was, like, yeah. I don't need to write at, like, 9 p.m. tonight, so I had to force myself out of that a little bit, but, yeah, I don't think I really have a, a time of day anymore. I guess it just really depends what else I'm working on, and I really don't like writing at night okay. as much anymore, like, yeah. late at night. Like, I can write, like, in the evening, but once it's midnight, my brain is... Yeah. <laughs> no longer working in the it's way done. that it used to be like midnight to 3 a.m. That's when I'm at my most creative. Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm glad that's changed yeah. for the better, but yeah, it's not, I don't think I have a specific time anymore. Okay. Fair. 
Um, you tweeted about something recently that hits me in the heart and it was Taylor related, but it was basically adding songs to a list that you will be busting out when we are allowed to do karaoke again. And this is a concept that I have, I brought up on here actually not too long ago and I've presented to friends who (laughs) seem to be surprised, which I'm like, do you know me? But they, they, I, I guess are not also compiling a list of songs that they will be performing at karaoke. And I'm just like, that's too bad because mine is very long at this point so (laughs) how is your list coming along and do you have um other songs that you have been um either mentally prepping or you know are you like tell me a little bit about the reward of karaoke that i hope is not in our too too distant future yeah i'm i am a huge karaoke fan i go like a lot (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, so that's been like that was kind of before losing concerts like before it really hit me that there are no concerts this year, like, no karaoke was, like, the first thing to really yeah. hit me, and it's also just, like, much smaller rooms and things like that, and, like, obviously not going to be prioritized in, like, the safety department, but, like, yeah. that's been really painful for me and a lot of my close friends, so I, there's, like, a mixture of, like, the songs that I always do, like, mm-hmm. the songs that are kind of, like, the standards of karaoke, and I feel like, you know, like, All Too Well is definitely one of them, mm-hmm. and, one of my best friends and I always do, like, a really insane version of, like, Creep by Radiohead at oh, karaoke. Yeah. That's, like, very, it's, like, a lot of, like, floor work and sure. very dramatic and sure. screaming. Like, it's very fun to do with him. And so, like, that one is one that I miss. Um, and just, like, you know, like, all, like, a lot of Fleetwood Mac songs I love doing. Yeah. Like, the ones that I, I really kind of, like, always have in my back pocket that I love pulling out are the ones that I obviously miss the most. But... One of my favorite things to do is new songs, which I know a lot of people always kind of feel weird about, but, like, I really like doing, like, the songs that have just come out. Yeah. And so I feel like that's always been really, that's been really tough whenever, like, a new album that I really love comes out or a new song where I'm just like, I really wish I could be at karaoke right now singing the song, like, Midnight Sky by Miley is, like, the top of the list right now because I've been listening to it so much and I would love to sing that in karaoke, like, (laughs) at karaoke, like, it would be really, really fun and obviously folklore, the Dua Lipa song, you know, it's like, yeah. that's always kind of my favorite is like seeing what new songs have been added to the book. Yeah. <laughs> I like those first like few pages too, where they're like new as of November, 2020. And I'm like, yes. I love that. I live for that. I'm just like, that's like the first place I go to. I'm like, okay, like what are the new songs that have been added? And I like, when Reputation came out, I was like waiting monthly <laughs> for different songs to drop at like one of my favorite karaoke spots. I was like, they're gonna have this like next month. Like, <laughs> yeah, did they come through? Yeah, they came through. It okay, was like good. very. One of them came through with like half the album in the book. Yeah, the album came out like November, like by like January. Like they okay. had like half the album in the book, and so I was like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here we go let's do this yeah Yeah. (laughs) um well once it is a thing again please let me know and I will happily join you as again I have a list ready so uh, I uh you know I also like that you tweeted that you are watching Seinfeld now too yeah for the first time this is so funny (laughs) (laughs) had nobody told you that like a lot of like boyfriends force me to watch it and that's like not as fun like to I don't know I have like a weird thing with like I just like don't like men forcing anything (laughs) like any sort of like taste on me like I'm just like and also like it would be out of context and I really enjoy watching it from the beginning yeah and I I watched a little bit like when I was a kid my mom really liked it and so it's just like 
wasn't as funny to me as a kid. Right. Like, I didn't get it. Yeah. And so now I get it. <laughs> and it's definitely, and I was talking about this with one of my coworkers who actually just watched it for the first time recently, too. And she's the same age as me. And she, like, we both were, like, we didn't get this when we were kids. But, like, now it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything makes sense. But, yeah, it was just, I just, like, didn't understand some of the episodes. Like, my mom would always, like, be, like, choking laughing watching it I'm just like what are they talking about and like why are they just like kind of rambling on about random things and now I'm like literally like I've been home alone for like the last week because my roommates are out of town so it's just like crying laughing in the living room and just like choking at it like every single thing is so funny to me but I'm glad to be watching it now it's also been like a good and I haven't watched like a lot of tv since March and I usually watch a lot of tv I've been watching Mm -hmm. more movies and so it's been like a nice, a nice show to put on and decompress yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, that's a good one where like you don't have to do a ton of thinking and also you're getting laughs yeah. and yeah, that's and there's plenty of it to watch too, so it'll like carry you through. Yeah, if I like zone out a little bit, like I'm like on my phone or something or like you know, whatever. I, it's also kind of like cool. Like yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know what's going on. It's still like yeah. really funny. <laughs> didn't miss too much plot like it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah you could catch up pretty quick yeah how about uh, I've recently seen the Sean Mendez documentary that I really enjoyed do you have any favorite music documentaries because I found even especially around the election that music documentaries seem to be the only things that I could watch and like get sucked into and feel very like sucked into the story that was being told without like looking at my phone or anything like that so I found them to be a great distraction have is there any that are some faves of yours um, yeah, I've actually watched, like, a lot, not, like, a lot, a lot, but I've watched, like, several in my, you know, movie marathon yeah. adventures since March, um, and I watched, um, Tom Petty's Running Down mm. a Dream, that, yeah. like, nearly four-hour documentary, yeah. and I loved every minute of it. I watched it over, like, three days, but, like, it was, like, so, and also, I watched it over three days, so I also, like, wanted to pay close attention, and I was, like, yeah. this is almost four hours long and so it was yeah, just there's like, a reason that one's like broken up because it's like this is a lot of information at once but yeah but you're right it's like I recommended it at the very beginning of of all of this because I was like it's not yeah. four hours but what else are you doing because right you got the time that's a good it's one. so good yeah, yeah it was like really I really loved it um what was another one I watched I watched um searching for sugar man mm. which was really good I watched, like, a lot in, like, April, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember. I'm, like, racking my brain for – I know I watched um, The Last Waltz for the first time. Oh, yeah, April, yeah. Which I really enjoyed as well. Hulu has, like, a ton of them, mm-hmm. so I watched, like, I think, like, 20 Feet from Stardom mm-hmm. in yeah. May or something. And yeah. Yeah, so it's been – I've been kind of, like, picking at ones that I've been, like, putting off watching for a really long time. Yeah, that are just, like, sitting in queues. Yeah. Um, how about – as we're entering um, Grammy season and all of that as well, is there any music also that you've liked this year that's maybe like gone under the radar a little bit or not? Anything that like, as we're looking back on 2020, you think people should definitely like give a chance to if they haven't already? I feel like it's it's been buzzy, but like, it's obviously like not like a big hit album, but I've been really obsessed with Jesse Ware's album, mm. which is a pleasure. Like, I never really liked Jesse Ware that much before. Like, her music was fine to me, but like, this album is like I, I just think absolutely brilliant yeah. and 
she just like sounds amazing and it's very kind of like 4am at the club and it's like 1981 and like everyone's has shoulder pads <laughs> on and like <laughs> you know it's like that kind of it feels like that and it's yeah. very, like it very much transports you in a way that like a lot of the you know there's obviously been like a lot of like disco albums this year mm-hmm. and like I don't think any of them really like get the exact era it's coming from as well as Jessie Ware's album does. Like they're all fun, but like hers is very much like a a time capsule. And yeah. So that is like an album that I've been obsessed with and like championing and like wanting everyone to listen to constantly. So that's one that's like kind of like vaguely under the radar and I wish had become like a big, big hit, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Um, before we wrap up here too, I wanted to ask you, I love the concept of like the rewards, you know, for finishing mm-hmm. things, like whether that is an episode of Seinfeld or it's like a little candy or something. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the other like rewards that you feel like you've looked forward to at the end of a day? Um, I guess like pandemic specific, some of the rewards have been like, I'll do like this yoga video, mm. like at the end of the day, or like I've been cooking a lot of like, new stuff and like baking a lot of stuff so it's like okay like when I'm done with this like I can like go and try out this recipe I want to try that's going to take a lot of time so that gives me more incentive to like finish this thing before I like do that um and other rewards have been like in the past you know it's like I'll like take myself to a movie or something Mm -hmm. or like I'll like go to this like party with my friends like yeah obviously like (laughs) olden days version of it um four times yeah yeah well my favorite (laughs) the the most like the wildest one was a mixture of a reward and also a break situation was like I got like I was finishing our my Lizzo cover story Mm. that came out in January and like the first draft was due early December it was like due December 13th of last year which was Uh Friday the 13th Uh oh yeah (laughs) I really wanted to get a Friday the 13th tattoo and so I basically had to get through my reward for it was, like, I had to get through a rough version of the draft, like, before I sent it to my boss, and so I, like, but also, like, it just wasn't coming together the way I wanted it to, so I, like, finished a version of it, and I left to go get the tattoo, and I was, like, gone for, like, two hours, and I came back, and I was, like, had, like, a breakthrough, <laughs> and I was, like, oh, my God, like, I, like, here's everything I need to change, like, it was, like, the perfect thing that was, like, I need to be away for a long time, I need to do something, like, totally like yeah on a list of things I've always wanted to do but like just need to be away from the computer and yeah. then I came back and I was like oh yeah like let me just like rework some of these things and now I feel better about it and so I felt so much better about that draft you must time. have gotten some magic ink like, it, yeah I got the little moon it was <laughs> you know I went with like my friends and we all got like moons and suns and it was oh. just like very like you know like a $13 tattoo and so it was the perfect break it was just like you know, I mean, I'm not going to get a tattoo every time I need a break, but right. <laughs> maybe I should, but yeah, yeah. You never it's an option, but yeah. yeah, it was, it was definitely like a good distraction. Yeah. I love that. That was not what I was expecting. So that, <laughs> that's a great one. That's what, definitely the most extreme version yeah. of it, but like, honestly, like probably the most helpful one I've yeah. done. And one I that like, I can't do for every deadline, but sure. yeah. But worth again, it for like a Lizzo cover, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe Sour Patch Kids, and you're like, definitely a tattoo. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Well, before I let you go too, I want to um, give you the chance to shout out if there's a charity or a cause or an Instagram account that you'd like to direct people to that you think are, is doing some good for the world. Um, I have over this year, I've given a lot of money to Loveland Foundation, which is a great charity that helps provide therapy services to black women. And yep. I think that that is an amazing thing to do. And I think I'm a, I'm a big therapy fan. So yeah. I think that's a great resource and also something that I, I hope people financially support as well. Amazing. I'll be sure to give a little donation. I know I did earlier in the year, but I'll give another one too. That's a great shout out. So thank you very much for that. Um, Brittany, I'm a huge fan of your work. So this was just excellent to be able to chat with you. Speaking of therapy, anytime you want to talk about boy bands, please know you can call me. (laughs) (laughs) I am here. I am here. A friend of mine, Elizabeth, shout out to her. We have done a lot of um, like voice note prompts back and forth this year just to, you know, talk about different things. And yeah, so, so many were boy band yeah. related. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's always just, it's what the world runs on as far as I'm concerned. So. Also, voice notes, one of the best things that I've gotten into this year. Yes. It's like yes. sending little like voice notes to my friends. Like, so nice. It's great. You can just like keep talking and keep talking. And then you're like, wow, I've said all of my thoughts. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I just like send them of like me like laughing at jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Too, it's like yeah. so much it's like so much nicer like I love getting those from my friends too where it's like they're like cracking up at something yeah you can hear it instead of just like crying face emojis you can hear it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um well Brittany thanks again it was so good yeah, to chat with you and um, we'll talk to you again soon yeah for sure thank you <laughs> Thank you again to Brittany for indulging me in some boy band chat. I hope you really liked hearing from her. Um, Now it is time for Little Leap's big treat of the week. I have to say, mask technology has really blossomed in the last six months and I am here for it. I can't recommend enough the masks that have the little things on it. I have no idea what we're calling these, but you can pull it and it makes it tighter. And so it makes like little loops behind your ears and it fits nice and snug to your face. This is good as it's gonna like get colder and stuff. This is very good for glasses wearers. We are always open to some good news. I got a bunch from Banana Republic, um, but I'm sure they probably sell the same kind at like Old Navy and Gap as well. Look out for these. I will also um, be sure to put them on my Instagram that you can see them. I love them. I feel like um, some other masks are sort of loose and stuff. These are great. They feel very like chic. (laughs) If any mask is going to feel chic, I like to be able to, you know, pull it and make it snug um, and they fit real nice and um, they keep my glasses in place too. So there's that. Shout out to those. I think we're at the point now where it's worth it to be investing in masks and I hope that you're able to find the ones that feel great for you. And, um, you know, look, that's my treat of the week, but I have to say too, please be wearing your masks. I mean, just in Brooklyn alone, we have got to step our mask game up. If you are listening there, please know that. Be a great role model for the people wherever you are and have your mask on. Honestly, it's the hottest accessory this season. So please just remember to wear your masks. And uh, I hope everybody is staying really safe and really healthy. Thank you again so much for listening this week. And as always, I hope that you have a lovely day. A Sip of Positivity is hosted by me, Leah Palmieri, with music by David Nagler and production by Rebecca Seidel.